This is Brand Builders. We've been actively working in D2C land for years and are continuing to be in the trenches daily. I'm Matt Lady, one of the co-hosts. Each week, I have an episode with Tom Brown and an episode with Richie Mashiko. Sometimes we'll have one together. We are here to share our unfiltered, candid, casual perspectives, insights, lessons, experiences on building a D2C brand. We text about this stuff all the time and are super nerds about all things e-commerce. And we just want to share this with you and hope you get something from it. Enjoy the show. All right. So today's episode, I'm joined here with Richie Richard Mashiko, and we're talking about uh, missed opportunities, uh, potential growth options, uh, things we should have done, shouldn't have done, uh, weren't aware of. And so Richie's going to go first. He's going to start us off about uh, how he's feeling after uh, some recent events. Bro, I feel like I got roasted and toasted. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Roasted and toasted, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay, so context. Um, (laughs) I went to a dinner last night in LA. It was like a little e-com dinner. It was pretty cool. It was hosted by uh, uh, Chase and Chase Diamond and Nick Shackelford, uh, their agency with Clavio. Uh, and it was just like little uh, Q4 BFCM e-com dinner. It was pretty cool. There's about 25-ish people there. Okay. Um, a lot of different brands, people from the brand side, service side. Um, some doing, you know, like low seven figures, some doing like, almost nine figures so it was like really cool to um hear what everyone's up to um and just kind of got me thinking about you know some of the 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 discussion we had like um uh if birdie or like you know if we want to get to the next level you know it's just like you can't you can't be doing the same thing and i feel like i've um kind of become a little over uh uh I don't know, comfortable is the right word, but like um, very bought into this idea of uh, more distribution channels, right? Um, more distribution channels uh, as a lever of growth as opposed to uh, more marketing channels. And I don't necessarily think that's, I, I don't necessarily think that's like the, uh, the worst strategy still. I would actually probably continue to do that, right? Because the more distribution channels that you have, I think generally the more ROI your marketing has, um, right? Just like super concrete example is you spend money on Facebook. And if you're set up on Amazon, there's going to be a percentage of people who spill over from the Facebook funnel, paid social funnel to the Amazon funnel. So, right, you're just like collecting like um, customers that you wouldn't have, that you, you you spent money to get your ad in front of that you wouldn't have otherwise collected, Um so I actually feel not the worst about sending the business up like that um, because it has been, you know, uh, a big lever for growth. But I think um, at least from a, like a mentality perspective and, you know, there's just like, this just from like a pure mentality perspective, not like even from like a super tactical or like strategic perspective. But I really think in order to grow from, uh, you know, to get to like the next level of growth it's about for us it's going to be about being like aggressive right and testing things and being okay with losing money and like being like um not losing money in the long run just like on the test just for clarity don't 
We're not gonna lose money. Um, <laughs> you know, hello, my name is Mr. Krabs, and I like money. So I know, like money. Squidward. I like money. So um, uh, yeah, and I think these the thing that stood out to me about these brands that do, you know, fifty hundred million dollars in revenue is that they're very like, um aggressive at trying different things to keep getting incremental uh revenue trying different tactics so one guy i talked to um they have a clothing brand that does you know you know mid eight figures which is pretty big um and he said their number one channel was direct mail Mm. um and the lesson i learned there was that um from his perspective like even the creative of like the catalog doesn't really matter that much the thing that matters that he thought made the biggest difference was the quality of the list, right? And how do you get a good list quality? You know, you work with like data brokers. Um, so like just being really like scrappy and creative about how you get in front of like the right audiences, you know, especially as like the social platforms and like the, the digital ad ecosystem in general does not as good of a job at finding uh, customers efficiently like they used to. Um, just figuring out how to do that. Um and or just just to jump in real quick or like the social channels like you're scaling you get to a certain point of very low return you're 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 kind of tapping out almost and so you're looking to another new marketing channel like direct mail we're starting from zero and so there's a lot there's that initial low-hanging fruit and leverage to get and then that starts to cross-pollinate with facebook shopify amazon again so yeah just want to jump in and say that right Exactly. Um, and I think the interesting thing about like just being at the dinner was that, you know, like a lot of these people aren't like necessarily on like the Twitterverse, right? Um, who are doing all that revenue except for Sean. <laughs> the boy Sean, the boy Sean, we love Sean. Ridge um, Wallet. Oh, Ridge Wallet. the Ridge now because they have wallets, they got watches, and they have rings now. Uh, shout out, shout out, Ridge. Shout out, Ridge. Um, uh, another interesting channel that I learned about that could be really effective, I think, is affiliate. And not, like, affiliate in the way of, like, oh, like, go find, like, an influencer with, like, 10K followers and, like, give them, like, a link and a discount code and that shit will convert. You know what I mean? Not that, like, yeah, not that way. No. Okay. No, and, and I think... We, you know, we tested like podcasts um, in 2021 as a channel. We did like maybe like a $200,000 test. Um, and we, you know, we do influencers um, just like gifting, product seeding. But the, the, the hard thing about those channels, right, is like, how do you get scale? Um, because, you know, it's not like Facebook where like everything's managed in one platform. It's like you ha- you have to manage the relationship with each of the uh, the creators or the podcast or the influencers. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so what it sounds like uh, with with affiliate um, the affiliate that these guys are talking about, um, we're more along the lines of working with like large publishers, like big influencers, um, and doing it on like a paper for per performance basis, you know, setting a CPA. Um, and those, theoretically, those uh, 
um, uh, properties, online properties, have way more scale, right? So theoretically, it's maybe instead of managing like a thousand relationships, you're managing like a hundred or ten, whatever. I don't know. Mm. We didn't get like that yeah. into it. But I think for us but in 21 small. or 20 Q1, this will be the next channel that we test for sure. Yeah, so it's less uh, l lower quantity, uh, but higher quality of partners. So like you said, not a thousand, not 10,000 different influencers, little creators. Um, there's a time and place for that. But uh, I guess like, especially knowing uh, the makeup of your team, Richie, or mm -hmm. maybe the lack of your team, <laughs> just, just not being a very big team, uh, you kind of need to look for that those leverage points. So right. uh, looking for the big, the big swings, as you say. So, okay, so you learned more, maybe more about direct mail and affiliate at this dinner. You're talking to people. And then what did it make you realize? And you, you're saying you're saying you're feeling comfortable. You kind of got this way of thinking. So, like, what what did yeah, all this I bought into you? my own bullshit. Uh, <laughs> um, that, hey, you know, like, um, but I still think, I still think to a, a point it's true, though. Um and what I think is true is like really understanding the fundamentals of the business. Right. I think maybe some of the, some of the disconnect is like, um, where I really don't agree with this, like thinking is like, um, for, like thinking, fixing your ad account is going to solve your business problems. I just don't think yeah. that's the case. You know what I mean? Like, uh, you're when you're hoping for uh, uh uh like if you're like relying on like a 95th percentile outcome in your ad account like over the long run i don't think that really works right um over time and especially if you want to scale like to me that just seems like something that like uh, a ride that you don't want to get on you know what i mean um but I think you could test incrementally and keep being aggressive and take shots on goal. And if one or two works, then you just ride it. You know what I mean? Then you, then you, then you kind of, uh, you know, push the pedal to the metal. It's like what we did at the beginning. Uh, you know, it's like, um, once you see the opening and once you see like you're winning, like, you know, this is like, no basketball you watch the dubs like okay you're up by like 10 okay let's go on like a 15-0 run and just like end the game right now you know what i mean like just, just foot on the neck um <laughs> pedal to the metal um yeah. and i think that's like the realization like yeah fundamentally i think we've done like the 80 percent but now it's like time to unlock like this last 20 percent and not pretend that like it doesn't exist or it's not possible okay but i wouldn't yeah. like I, I would still like at the beginning focus on like fundamentals um, and make sure that the business is set up for success before like relying on figuring tactics. out these, these tactics. Yeah. But once you have the, the foundation set up, then go ham. And, and okay. Don't be scared. <laughs> don't be scared. Okay. Don't so be complacent. Complacent. That's a good word. Yeah. So you kind of just been like, cool, this is working. This is figured out. We get our solid returns here. We know what to expect. 
we just stay at this we can just stay at this pace and it's sustainable it's stable ish um you're not going for 4x or 5x on facebook and like forcing your media buyers and creative people to just like crank out 20 ads a day and just look for that arbitrage every day and day trade like you're not Mm -hmm. doing that (laughs) like some people are um because you set up the business to be able to win at much lower uh ebr or lower roas yep um in the 1.8 to 2.5 range so that's much more achievable at scale versus trying to get to spending hundreds of thousands of dollars a month at four or five x for your kind of product so very hard <laughs> very hard so you got the fundamentals down you're you feel like you've been complacent so you kind of alluded to it earlier about affiliate being the next kind of big channel that you kind of want to tackle in q1 of 2023 um what made you pick affiliate versus all these other ones you kind of mentioned or talked about or we've even like alluded to in the past on past episodes yeah i think um for me affiliate just feels like there's a lot of scale there um that has potential and i like the idea of like the paper for per for performance model now i'm not going to sit here and say like i know exactly how these deals work it's very well they can be like okay you're gonna do a flat fee and like a fixed cpa um but it's just it it just seems pretty evident that a lot of these like mid eight figure nine figure brands like a lot of them have used like affiliate as a channel mm-hmm. um and to me that that that's just kind of why i think it, it makes the most sense i think it's like a, a low risk high upside can have potential asymmetric returns and yeah. have like facebook scale which would be bonkers that would be uh, okay. So that's affiliate, and you'll figure out more details about that later uh, and keep us updated as that goes next year. Mm-hmm. Um, so then, is are you looking ahead? Uh, we talked about twenty twenty three Stumptown last last episode with me. Kind of talked through that plan. Are you starting to think ahead about next year, or are you still in the thick of things for Black Friday? Yeah, no, I was thinking a little bit ahead to next year. Um, I think. Uh, the big thing for us next year is going to be really figuring out acquisition for Birdie Plus. Um, I, I, I know we've started to crack that, but allocate more resources, more of the fundamentals, right? More landers, different ads, offers, creative. Um, the thing that I learned there, what's really complicated is like there's a lot of um, uh, a lot of stakeholders in the product. So what I mean by that is, you know, for Birdie before I could just go in and like change an offer, like, you know, Hey, we're going to do like 20% off or 15% off or 30, whatever the offer was. And, you know, you just go into Shopify, you could either make a discount code or just have the homie Shane make a script real quick and that'll automatically discount. Right. Yeah. yeah. But the thing with offer testing for birdie plus is that there's, it's, it's just not that simple where you could just go in and like click buttons or write like a simple script. Um, so I have to take into consideration like needs from finance needs from a technology perspective and not just like Shane, who's our amazing, like, uh, Shopify guy, but we have like a, we've built like a native or or, like our own system. Um, the developer, uh, 
like architecture system, whatever that manages the app and manages that subscription, those subscriptions and licenses. Right. So um, there's just a lot more involved. And then also from like yeah. a financial perspective, um, this thing that I learned about, I don't know if you guys want to hear about it, but I'm going to talk about it. It's this yeah. thing called, uh, 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 let me back up. So in, in finance and accounting, there's these things called this thing like, gap principles and gap is like generally accepted accounting principles right so so what from what i understand what i've been learning from like our accountant is like you know obviously like when you do the books you have to follow these gap principles and subscription has become a very a very popular business model over like the past 10 years right think of like netflix like all the digital publications like everyone's trying to do subscription right SaaS tools um there are these uh there's this uh part of the code it's called asc 606 and asc 606 is revenue recognition so i don't want to get too much into the details because i'm going to butcher it but the high level is like if so we charge we like do an annual subscription right um then we charge that like say 60 day 30 to 60 days after the first purchase depending on the on the offer that we're running um so they might get like a 13 or 14 month subscription so how do you essentially divide up that annual subscription cash that you collect all at one time but gen but in, technically it's like divided among those x amount of months right um in order to follow this ac 606 uh, part of this code um, so we've had to uh, use the software or we're onboarding the software implementing a software it's called chargebee uh, and if, you want, if anyone needs RevRec software like definitely talk to chargebee we've talked to many of them over the past like six months and couldn't find them we, just, we couldn't find a solution but <laughs> thankfully we're moving forward with chargebee um, so it just kind of goes back to the point of, you know, it's like very complicated. So there's a lot of stakeholders. Oh, and then customer service. Like they need to be informed on everything, all the offers that are running, which customers have, which offers, depending on the date they were purchased or the landing page. So right. it's like kind of growing exponentially. Right. Um, so not only figuring out acquisition for Brady Plus next year is going to be important, but making sure this like infrastructure of processes are set in place um it's going to be important um and then we are we are also you know uh testing birdie plus on uh on more of like a business to business scale not just like single consumer so we have a couple right. of people in a couple groups in like private beta right now um so you know i think uh, looking forward to 2023, right? Uh, affiliate, more Birdie Plus resources. Um, um, and, and B2B. And then, you know, maybe in Q3, Q4, direct mail, um, other, you know, other channels. Just test other channels. So. Sweet. Is it, uh, 
would you consider doing podcast again? Or that I know that's something you'd mentioned after the dinner again, but yeah, I don't, I don't know about podcasts. Um, yeah, I don't know. The hard thing was like CPAs were really, um, or CPMs are really high. So just for the AOV, it's a little hard to right. make the AOV work with, or the CPA work since the CPMs are so high and we don't necessarily have a huge AOV. Um, I think it might make sense maybe later in the year or in 24, once we start getting more renewal data so we could understand churn. And then we yep. can model out CPAs, you know, maybe not even on like a 365 year, 365 day LTV basis, but like on, you know, like a two year LTV basis. Right. And even if that's not a huge part, part of the budget, you know, you're still getting some, adding some incremental revenue from the, that channel. Yeah. Cool. No, that makes sense. Um, yeah. Plus is higher AOV and would maybe lend that way easier and like host is like oh i've been using birdie like literally just get them signed up and like get them in the product get them the app and like oh yeah i've been using it for a while and like literally have them show the app or something uh it's a video podcast too so yeah there's a there's more to do than just the birdie i think um they can play like they can sound the alarm like that might be a little loud but that definitely be an attention grabber Right. Um, I think, yeah, yeah, I think it could be an interesting channel. And the other thing that I want to mention too, like, you know, we always look like, um, where we're going or where we want to be, um, as people, as humans in general. So it's easy to like, say, Oh, like what's look at what you're doing wrong or like you, what you could be doing or your opportunities. But it was also cool to be able to talk to people who are like earlier on, you know what I mean? Um, and listen to like what their challenges are, you know? Um, so one homie that was sitting next to me, we were talking about his, his brand and he was asking me about like creative and like uh, testing and like what works, um, how to get the ad account right. Um, and I just kind of iterated like this very core belief that I have that like, um, uh, the more integrated like finance and marketing are, especially in like e-commerce where marketing is so performance driven, where it's like a lot of data and numbers is as much, if not more data and numbers than it is like actual kind of creativity, <laughs> um, to really understand like the, his business, their team's business, their business's business model, um, you know, to really understand, okay, what CPAs do we need? Um, you know, maybe you're, you're without, you know, knowing that there's a possibility where you're capping uh, yourself artificially at some uh, ROAS threshold um, that you could actually spend more, be less efficient on the first purchase, um, mm -hmm. but understand, and his is a consumable product. So that's why, you know, I think it's important to understand uh, for a little bit more context. Um to really understand like customer LTV um, so that you could actually like model uh, what CPAs you need. Right. And then also also cool. Once you, once you have like a business that could have potential retention built in, because then it's not only, does it not only become an acquisition problem 
or acquisition opportunities, there's retention that you need to take care of, right? Yep. So, no, um, yeah, that's it was that's, cool. it, that's it's, it's cool. Hey there, just wanted to take a second and tell you about my other show, e-commerce uncovered twice a week. I have guest experts, enthusiasts, and operators on to share me something about their expertise and their knowledge about e-commerce building a DDC brand. We've had episodes on with financial experts, operations, marketing, acquisition, retention, customer experience, all variety wide variety of things that's twice a week i'm the host i ask them questions they share awesome answers and insights and lessons and stories that's e-commerce uncovered wherever you find your podcasts and it's on the high key geek youtube that's e-commerce uncovered go ahead and check it out yeah so you're able to learn it from the people ahead of you but now you're like oh shit i can actually like talk to someone behind me and actually give some advice and perspective and you totally like you better understand where they're coming from now that you've already been through that you know so right pretty right. neat um so you that's a little bit about 2023 but uh birdie started their uh holiday black friday whatever winter sale uh, and so you <laughs> wanted to <laughs> whatever you guys call it uh you wanted to like give us a little update on how that's going and if you needed to change anything or early insights at all would be cool because some people yeah. haven't even started black friday yet so yeah so for context again we just um just recap real quick we launch early um and part of the theory is that our business is so um, acquisition based that we really rely on getting new customers um so the longer we have ads running, the more they'll be optimized. You know, theoretically, you're having a little bit lower CPMs now than launching like Black Friday. There's data behind it. Um, we're scaling what works. We're killing what, what, what's not working. Um, so that's why we launch early. Um, so we launch on the first of the month. <laughs> We'll probably keep it going until sometime next month. Um, yeah, the first Hell couple of days, they were lower than last year. Um, last year, the first day we launched, we did, it looks like, uh, not sure, yeah, a little less. Um, 39,000 on Shopify. and Sorry, I'm looking at the numbers here. Uh, 50,000. Uh, second day this year. We did thirty-seven and thirty-six thousand, so we were down those first couple of days. Um, but we really started to pick it up, started to scale ad spend. We also um, came into the uh, holiday spending a little bit less than we had last year. Um, so I think it's also taking us some time to ramp up our spend, um, especially like evergreen ads. I know Matt, you have like feelings on like not killing evergreen ads during like these types of sales. Yeah, um, no, keep those going. A lot of the time, those will still outperform your banner ads that are 20% off, 30% off Black Friday sale. It's like, yeah, we fucking, like, people know that there's a sale. Like, that's the time of the year, right? Like, sometimes those just don't do as well. They're, you know, whatever. Keep the evergreen on, uh, at least some of them. 
keep evergreen on. That's the lesson. Um, and then I'm looking at am so actually we're up year over year, just by like twenty thousand dollars. So like three sixty versus like three forty, which is cool. Um, and then Amazon we're up you know like seventy percent year over year. Um, and that's wow. just because of the channel the way the channel's been. You know we're Amazon. Amazon is the reason why we're gonna grow this year. Amazon is the main reason why we're growing this year. Um, that's been an amazing channel. Um, I cannot speak, uh, you know, I'm biased because it's such a good part of our business. But if you need a, if you need an Amazon guy, let me know. I got a good one. <laughs> Shout out, Mark. Shout out, Mark. Shout out, Mark. Um. I've just been really like blown away with like how Amazon is doing this year. Like, holy shit, we did uh one point one million dollars in Amazon last month in, in the month of October. In the month of was September, that, we did that was Prime. one point Prime Day. In September, yeah. we did one point one million. Oh, in, in August, we did eight hundred thousand. And year over year. August last year we did. In August last year we did a little over three hundred thousand. In September we did two hundred thousand. In October last year we did around two fifty. Wow! So it's like absolutely insanely like two to three times higher each month. Yeah, and there's like reasons, you know, like we ran out of stock inventory mm. in end of August last year in September. So that's why sales were down, but. Um, still, to get to the numbers that we have here, like I'm, I'm pretty stoked. So, you know, I projected we might do 1.5 million on Amazon. I don't know if we're gonna get there. It's not what pacing looks like. But again, you know how Black Friday, you know how like the month of November goes, right? Like that first two weeks of the month is like, it just doesn't. I don't think it starts ramping up. I don't know what do you what do you think? Like, I just don't think shit starts ramping up until like the middle of the month. Or am I just like coaxing myself? Like, a short no, I mean, uh, generally speaking, I think that's mostly right. I think it's, yeah, you can have your sales earlier, and I can, I'm seeing some of these sales, and I'm like, cool, that's cool. I, I would want to buy that, but I'm just not in a buying mood right now. I'm going to buy, like, I put off all my sales and purchases for myself or gifts for other people later. So later, I'm not buying right now. Right. So, like, you can do it all you want, but. Um, for some people, they're just not going to buy yet. So, it's, and, uh, yeah. and and for us, the other thing though, when we did launch the sale this year, um, we uh, uh, oh, we launched the first right. So in twenty twenty, the data that the little amount of data that I did that I do have, uh, that first week we didn't launch, um, but. So our numbers were like half of what they're they are now. Right. So like so it's like you will get some lift when you launch early, I think. Or pretty you have the potential to get lift, but I don't think you get that that fucking wave. You know what I mean? <laughs> that wave yeah. that you just want to ride on until like later in the month. Yeah. Um and then I think if you don't do this already, like something that we do we I mean we've done it um this year which I think has been really helpful. But in the month of November and December, really plan out your ad spend. 
um, uh, not saying like, oh, we're going to spend like this amount of money every day or this allocated dollars, no matter what, come like hell or high water, like have some sort of pacing and be cognizant of the ads and how much you're spending. Um, I don't know if I could make a quick copy of this and send it to you, Matt, but um, uh, understand that like the revenue is going to go like this. It's going to go up those weekends. It might come down a little bit for like those first couple weeks of December. Then it's going to go down again, depending on your, your category though. If you're like health, like that might be January. It might be, it's probably your best time of the year, right? Um, so just be on top of everything. That's all I could say. Cool, man. Yeah. No, thanks for the update. Uh, it's, it's neat to hear. And it's been cool to uh, not have you freak out as much this year for Black Friday compared to, <laughs> <laughs> compared to 2020, especially. Uh, 2020 uh, was a roller coaster. And even less last year, and then even less this year. Um, so it's, uh, I'm glad you guys are doing pretty good so far. And I, I hope that continues. No, thank you, thank you. Yeah, so um, we're going to wrap up with a few extra little things we found, we've been finding and talking about these lesser known apps and tools um, that aren't the same five apps that or tools that are mentioned by everyone all the time because they're the number one choice. And it's like a very obvious thing like Clavio for email. Yeah, there are other platforms for email, for e-commerce, but almost everyone uses Clavio. So we're not going to go like th- th- over that. We're, we're no, going over... Chip, no, 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 don't. No, no <laughs> fake news for the listeners. <laughs> um, uh, so we're going to go over like other alternative platforms for like slightly different use cases uh, or just lesser known stuff. So I'll start with uh, this. This is brand new. It's not brand new, but it's very new to me. Uh, that I saw Aaron Orndorff, former uh, Common Thread Collective um, homie. He left the CTC a little while ago, and then he started. Just announced literally today, he was head of marketing at Recart. It's a SMS platform. So it's not like post. It is. Uh, like they do send the actual, they store your list, you do the flows, you do the campaigns, just like a postscript or attentive or Clavio SMS, right? But as far as I'm understanding, if I'm understanding this correctly, they also literally just do it for you. They literally just run your email for you or your SMS for you. Yeah, they, they run your SMS for you. So they have like this transparent SMS pricing calculator. So um, I'm on their site. I'm putting in zero. We have ex- zero existing SMS subscribers, right? Monthly mobile traffic is around 5,000, right? Cool. Uh-huh. And then initial monthly commitments, 12 months. Sure. Let's just do it the year. Like that's that's for a year. Their starter plan has to be at $299 a month. So just $299 to fully manage and set up and build and report and on pop-ups, flows, and campaigns. It just, it's hands-off. I don't have to do anything. 
It's $299 a month. And that scales into like a pretty decent amount, it seems like. Uh, let's see if I get to like 10,000 subscribers and see. Um, then it goes up to $499 a month. Okay, but like that's 10,000 subscribers. So Recart plan comes with an 8x ROI guarantee. So if you do not get an 8x ROI, they will refund your money for that month. Wow. And so their average ROI is 36.8x on average, which is like an absurd number. But uh, they don't do any view through attribution and not a 30-day click. No view through, zero. Uh, and they don't do a 30-day click. They do a seven-day click or uh, SMS-specific discount code. Got so it. it's like, it's much more like, it's supposed to be much more accurate versus just taking credit for other stuff you're doing. So and then um, <laughs> fully managed done-for-you growth. So it's like, cool, I sign up. I give them the access. I tell them about the business and the products. And then someone just like build, does it for me. That's my understanding of this. I'm going to have to talk to Aaron some more or like book yeah. a demo because I don't, I don't want to do SMS for Stumptown like for me right now. But if I could just take $299 of ad spend away and have someone else do it and guarantee an 8X ROI, I could sell two mattresses. <laughs> the whole month, right? Out of 5,000 mobile traffic, two mattresses have to come from SMS. Um, Absolutely that's, incredible. That's like, how, is this too good to be true? Am I, are you like, do you think I'm understanding this properly? Are you looking at it? Like, uh, I, I'm looking at it. I mean, talk to Aaron. <laughs> yeah, it just sounds, it sounds a little too good to be true. <laughs> it does sound a little too good to be true, but if it's true, Damn. Yeah. So that's that's my first one I wanted to talk about. Um, that is crazy. That would be really helpful for uh, founders that are stre already stretched thin. <laughs> and oh yeah, I keep hearing about SMS. How do I start? Where do I start? Right. Well, I'm starting from zero. Just two ninety nine. Usually, you're gonna have to pay a freelancer, especially like email. They charge two, three, four thousand a month for email uh, services, but on SMS, like sometimes that's included, sometimes that's separate. Well, so, the price of SMS is a lot more expensive than email. That's correct. Uh, it's a lot more expensive. for the most part, yeah. Right. So, but if you could get that eight x ROI guarantee, or Average of 36 or 36 X, like, or your uh, is not... free. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. Uh, so it's pretty interesting, man. So I want to check, check out that some more. So recart that's R E C A R T.com. Not sponsored, not affiliated, not. Advisory. Yeah. None of these are sponsored. No, none of this. Yeah. Well, we will tell you when they're sponsored. Yeah. So no investment. So unfortunately. <laughs> on these ones now yeah um okay so back to you i think you have one you want to talk about okay this is one i learned about last night it's the called retention.com so from my understanding and i need to i'm booking a demo 
and hopefully we'll test this out, is what retention.com does is it basically takes the traffic that goes to your site, is able to identify maybe 30 to 40% of those people who visit your site and their email address, and then you're able to send those people who visited your site but may have not necessarily purchased or put their email in the email pop-up, right? You know, those every, that everyone has. Mm-hmm. And then you're able to send um, email flows and campaigns to these people on the list uh, that, that you don't even have, like, uh, that haven't even submitted. It's crazy. Okay. I thought it was low-key illegal. It sounds like it. <laughs> it sounds low-key illegal. I was like, holy shit. But um, uh, what I learned is that, well, they, they really only operate in the United States. So if you're listening, that's like the United States, sorry. Um, he said that in America, the law is you need to give someone an opt-out option. So you have to have the unsubscribe uh, link in the email. Um and they don't necessarily need to have to to opt in, which is insane. Um, oh, so that's how they get a, we get around that is right. you just give them the unsubscribe link, or yeah, and, and, and or just risk getting put in the spam, I guess. Well, and then <laughs> the other thing, right? You don't want to like necessarily get put in the spam. So, um, basically, from what I understand, you set up like a basically a welcome flow. Um, like a different welcome flow and say, hey, you know, you, you might change the copy around a little bit to like speak to these types of customers. Like you notice you're browsing, blah, 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 you know. Um, and then the guy that I, one of the uh, people that I talked to um, basically said, yeah, you know, in like that first uh, email in the welcome flow, we have like a, like a big button that says, hey, you know, if you're not interested in receiving any more of these emails, just like click unsubscribe just so that you keep the list as clean as possible. Um, I see. And he's seen good results about 6x return on, on that. So could be crazy. Wow. <laughs> Sounds I, illegal, a quote, but... A cu- yeah, there's a, cust- there's a customer quote on one of the pages I'm looking at. We literally 10x'd our list. I'm not joking. 10x'd. Wait, who uh, said that? Julia Linker, senior director, CRM of Tonal. I believe Tonal is one of those like fitness. Uh, oh, like it's like gyms. the big uh, home, fitness home gym. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Smart what home. What page is that on? Uh, this is the home page, like halfway down. I'm just reading through the page while you, you were chatting about it, and I'm like, okay, well, if Tonal's using it and they 10x your email revenue from the YouTube title, uh, I don't know if that's they 10x the revenue or 10x their subscribers. Either way, like if you're at tonal size and scale, because they're you know backed and they've been spending a ton of money uh and been growing, 10x is like not 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 significant. Uh and like the pricing on this seems like insane. Um you start our there's two plans. Uh there's starter and incremental revenue of five to ten K a month. And you only pay them five hundred a month, so you basic for the reclaim ten x ten to twenty x, yeah, which is browse and cart pricing, and then reactivate pricing is up to one million records a month, whatever the fuck that means. 
is $500 a month. Uh, and then everything else like above that's enterprise. So it's like a, they have an easy implementation, 60 day pilot period, and then they'll help you figure it out. They'll onboard you and stuff. So they just, it just <laughs> retention.com. Like it, it's such a, like a, seems like a way too good to be true sort of thing. Oh, it's um, all seem way too good to be true. Oh, I, I know this guy, <laughs> Ryan Pamplin from Blendjet. You see that on the homepage? Yeah. So I know I know about their business and he's using it too. Retention.com is money falling from the sky. Is <laughs> 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 what he said. So man, that's pretty interesting to check out. Um, so that's retention.com. All right. Uh, next one. Uh, we kind of already mentioned this on a past episode. Um, when I've been talking about Stumptown, uh, I won't go too too into depth with it, but it's called Slippy, and the website is slippy.io, and it's essentially Clavio for your uh, personalized print inserts while you pick and pack. So you can you you get the order, and usually everyone just gets the standard like standard ass e-commerce like fill printed out order uh confirmation order like number what's what's in your order and they just print out the receipt and they put it in there but with slippy it personalizes it and mm-hmm. it's custom to what your exact order uh like you know obviously like every other receipt but you can make it look not like white and black boring piece of paper and just like the standard thing you can almost it almost combines like a the insert with the packing slip and makes it like a little postcard almost makes you stand out um and you can use qr codes you can customize it by product and bundles and offers and there's templates and it automatically prints while orders coming in so it's kind of you can kind of integrate it into your normal fulfillment process so um it seems pretty interesting to me uh, obviously i haven't used it quite yet but they uh enriching and optimizing the customer unboxing experience increased retention by 14 percent, lifetime value by 24 percent. like those numbers are not zero. they're not insignificant they're not insignificant especially if you're at scale but that helps you just stand out against other people. And literally free is uh, if you, 100 free prints per month. So then it's probably affordable. Uh, it doesn't really tell you. You have to contact sales and stuff. But at Stumptown, we get about 100 orders a month right now. So there like you go. You know, it's like free for us right now. Um, so it could be interesting kind of just stand out that way. Um, yeah, it's pretty interesting. It's pretty cool. And they're almost like the, there's a flows section. So you can kind of like set up um, depending on order number one, order number two, repeat customers, stuff like that. Depending on what products they buy, you can kind of get those uh, prints automated and personalized versus like having to think about that every time an order comes in. So uh, slippy.io. Oh, this is crazy. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, 
it's definitely just like I don't even ever I don't ever look at like the standard packing slips anymore. So like right. this would definitely be something that I would I would look at. Um, so just uh, slippy.io is that one, and then you uh, have been using you've been test like test running this this app, and it's yeah. I think believe it's live now. Uh, this next one. Yeah, it's called Vigilance. You just had Dennis on the pod, the other pod, right? I did, yeah. Saw those promo videos. Shout out. Yeah. Shout out uh, E-Commerce Uncovered, baby. Shout out. E-Commerce Uncovered. Check out my other show. Shout out. Um, Yeah, so Dennis, I think he, what was the one that he had before Live Recover? Was like personalized, like abandoned text, abandoned cart SMS. Yeah, um, that was live recovery. That was live recovery. So he was making another one, uh, another like uh, SaaS business. Uh, this one's called Vigilance, and basically what it does, and this is really helpful for us. Um, so essentially, when people are browsing, um, or checking you out on your on desktop or on your site. I don't know too much how it works on mobile. But a lot of people have this piece of shit software called Honey um, installed <laughs> as a Chrome extension, right? Um, and basically, what this piece of shit software does is that it has uh, like a list of promo codes, right? Um, and basically, it says, "Hey, click this button to like uh, use this promo code, right?" Um, and it gives it's like a discount right it's like a discount code that your store may be active that may be active on your store but you may not be advertising um you know people get discount codes in different ways um so what vigilance does it's when people like use honey or have these like automatic code injections they stop the code injection from happening so we just launched this, like, I would say about a week ago, a little less than a week ago. And Dennis DM, DM, he said, we blocked 215 injections so far for you guys. Wow. So for us, uh, let's do some quick math. Uh, uh, quick public math. Quick public math. So I'm going to say it's about a 15% discount they're probably getting. And then a lot of these for us, why it's also important is because it's, we give ambassador commission based yeah, on these so discount codes. Double whammy. Double whammy. So same <laughs> saving 25% per order. AOV is $60. Save $3,200 in seven days. And, wow. you know, that could add up over time to the bottom line. Yeah, dude, that, that's to, uh, just for right now, if you just extrapolate that out to a month. That's like twelve thousand dollars, right? That's twelve dollars in dollars in cash. So yeah, um, uh, wow. And so like, and obviously you're not paying Dennis and Vigilance. Not yet. Thirty two hundred. Yeah, they're in, they're in private beta right now. Um, oh okay. But you said they're. I think they're going to be on the App Store soon. Okay. Uh, and I imagine it's like. Around. It's probably something like. Yo, we. Uh, we saved you this much. We're taking a, a X percentage, X cut of it that we saved you. Right. Maybe. Yeah. For yeah, sure. probably. I don't, think, I I don't know. Imagine. Probably. 
I haven't um, even there's like a... about that, but oh, okay. Yeah, I would imagine that's how that's gonna work. Because there's this other one um, that I just thought of or remembered of. It's like uh, it's something to do with chargebacks, right? Like people uh-huh. with fraud, a fraud, or like just trying to get a force a refund. Um, and so they'll like automate like dispu- it's like disputifier or something. Um, so they'll only take. Uh, 20% of what they were gonna they were gonna give 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 away, right? So if mm-hmm. if they if they the dispute is successful, uh oh yeah, pay as you go is 18% of recovered revenue. If you do an annual plan, it's nine percent of recovered revenue. You only pay for chargebacks you win. So uh it's like a no-brainer almost. So that one's kind of interesting. It's similar to vigilance, it seems like. So uh, let Dennis know that Richie and I sent you if you could, want to go check that out. Yeah, shit. And then, it could be interesting. Yeah. That adds 12000 a month, dude. That's like 1140 k a year. 144k a year if you average that yeah. out. So, yeah. That's not that's not a dotted, like, significant amount. So, um. I'll do the last one here called Drop Voice. I found this on Twitter, just scrolling by. It's brand new. Uh, it's a post-purchase app, um, but it doesn't have to be. There's other ways to use it. So voice it, notes. It's a, yeah, it's essentially you can attach um, a voice note. It's about 15 to 30 second voice memo and attach it to a product. And so as soon as they buy it, or if they add it to cart or something, they can listen to the voice note and hear more about it versus just reading about it. And then once their product is delivered, they an SMS will send out that day as soon as it's delivered with the voice oh, note again. Oh, shit. So it's like, if you want to make sure, um, like, thanks for like buying this, uh, there's only some examples here. Since you took the time to listen to this voice note, offer an exclusive discount code on your next purchase uh, or whatever, right? Or, hey, this is how would they use the product? Or, like, here's the phone number or like, contact us, like, text us back if you need any help, right? There's a couple of unique ways to like, use this. And it's like 25 bucks a month, I think. Uh, the winning plan, the starter plan is free. Um, just three voice notes, no texting. And then the winning plan is like one cent a text message um, for 25 a month. So pretty interesting, like unique, personalized, like not personalized, like for each customer, but it's by product. So right. if the product is different, you can kind of have different voice memos. So uh, I thought it was pretty interesting, um, especially thinking about it for Stumptown with like, hey, like this is how you need to like unbox the mattress a certain way. Right or like you need to you need to let it sit for six hours before right. you set it up or give you like wait three weeks <laughs> before you try to send like refund it like give it some time right just those little reminders that are you set up once and it's very little money and could really like potentially lower the cost of returns or bad experiences or bad reviews um, like lower refund rate. If even by 10% or 5%, like $25 is worth it. So 
um, drop voice. So that's on the app store, no reviews. Uh, I messaged the founder about it and he said, you can give me an extended free trial if I want. So yeah, uh, might be something cool to check out. You know what we should do? Yeah, go ahead. We should build like a little database of these like cool things that are like popping up. And then invest in them. Um, <laughs> no, no, it's not but, the worst idea. No, but actually, <laughs> at least build a database. Of, uh, yeah, at least build a database of, uh, of them. Um, I, it's just pretty amazing, like all the new shit that's coming out. Um, and I think, like, you know, sometimes you know, people are like, there's like a balance of like shiny objects, right? Versus, you know, being like static and complacent. Um, so, you know, I think it's hard to stay on top of all this new shit that's like coming out. Yeah, I think so. And it's, uh, shiny object syndrome is real, but some of these are, as long as you have your expectations, right. And you think about it enough and you, like you set your voice note up and it just goes like, you don't, it's not right. like this ongoing Facebook campaign you have to optimize, like, even if you do it at a baseline level, if you do slippy, if you do vigilance, if you do the disputifier, the like uh, slippy, all, you know, I think I said that already, but like you set this, these things up and it's like, it just adds, uh, or, or some, adds like some rev- additional revenue or lowers like the return rate or lowers the dissatisfaction. It's a little, it's new. It's a little surprise and delight, uh, potentially post about it. So I think these like things can be helpful. Um, just don't only rely on these little things. This is not like the, the game changers. These are not the fundamentals, but no, no, definitely not the fundamentals. Yeah. I think it's like cool, for like man. brands that are like kind of figured that shit out and like incremental, you know? Yeah. You're trying to like, you're optimizing it around the edges. Yeah. It's like, you know yeah. what I mean? It's like basically the the comp is like, you know, this isn't Steph, this isn't Clay, this isn't Dre. This is like fucking um Iguodala off the yeah. like not He's not not like bench 2016 player, yeah. Iguodala. This is like current Iguodala who's like the coach, like an assistant coach basically. Yeah. Or like you're uh you're a role player, you're you're not the main star. Like yeah, I don't think player. any of these will be the star of the your your store, but I think they will that five to ten percent incremental bump. And if you have a couple of those, they add up, and so and it scales pretty well. So I think that's it for uh, for me on the tools and the apps. Richie, anything else you want to say? No, let's put the database together. I think it's cool. <laughs> let's put the database together. Absolutely incredible. Absolutely Alrighty. incredible. Thanks for listening, y'all. Catch you on the next one. And uh, let us know if you enjoy these or what you don't like or what you want to hear. Happy to jam. So appreciate it. Peace. Peace. That's it for today. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. I love being able to do this and meet with people that are smart and enthusiastic and just want to share what they have to know about all things DTC. Every rating and review and episode you share with a friend means a ton to me as I continue to bootstrap this show as part of my small little media brand, High Key Geek. If you haven't checked out my other show, E-Commerce Uncovered, you should. It's a little more tactical and practical, 
and I've guest experts on to learn from freelancers, agency owners, in-house marketers, and founders, all in an effort to help you continue to bootstrap your D2C brand profitably. Two episodes a week will have you staying up to date on the ever-changing industry and learning fundamental concepts and tactics for you to apply to your own brand. That's e-commerce uncovered on the High Key Geek YouTube channel, Spotify, Apple, or anywhere else you find your podcasts. Catch you next time.